Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rob Scheinberg, Rabbi of the United Synagogue of Hoboken, New Jersey, and it's been my pleasure to study with you this week as we culminate this week with Masachet Sukkah, Daf Nun Bet, Sukkah 52a and b. This page includes some of the most outstanding rabbinic statements about the Yetzer Hara, each human being's inclination towards evil or towards inappropriate behavior. How did we get to this topic? You may remember that on yesterday's page we discussed the Simchat Beit HaShoeva, the festival of the water-drawing place, and how amid the dancing and singing and juggling of torches that characterized that celebration, men and women sometimes engaged in frivolous and inappropriate behavior. And this is the reason why men and women were separated in the temple, at least for the duration of this water-drawing festival. At the top of today's page, the suggestion is made that such a separation was permissible even though it was not in the original blueprints for the temple, because there are biblical verses that imply that at the time of the final judgment, at the end of days, men and women would be separated at that time. And the rabbis assume if at a time of final judgment, which would presumably be a time of great solemnity and fear, if at such a time it would be appropriate for men and women to be separated, How much more so at a time of great joy, when the evil inclination might encourage them to act inappropriately if they were not separated. And thus begins almost an entire daf's worth of discussion about the nature of this Yetzer Hara, often translated as the evil inclination, or the inclination towards evil, or the inclination towards inappropriate behavior, and how to protect oneself from it. It is perhaps not surprising that on this page the Yetzahara is manifest especially as the force within a human being that encourages him or her to engage in inappropriate sexual conduct. We read, for example, Rabbi Judah teaches that at the time of the final judgment, God will slaughter the Yetzahara and display it to righteous people and to wicked people. To the righteous people who were able to withstand the temptations of the Yetzahara, it will look like a tall mountain. And the righteous people will cry with tears of joy and gratitude and say, how is it that we were able to overcome such a tall mountain? And to the wicked, who had been unable to withstand the temptations of the Yetzirah, it will look like a thin thread, and they too will cry, saying, how is it that we were unable to conquer even such a thin thread? And this is one of the themes on this page. The Yetzirah is a shapeshifter. Sometimes it's a mountain, sometimes it's like a thread, sometimes it is weak, and sometimes it is powerful. Later on our page, we encounter a famous and humbling story about the Babylonian sage Abaye. This is a story that I think has remarkable contemporary relevance, and it is often taught in discussions of Jewish views of sexuality. Abaye apparently had appointed himself as part of the modesty police in Jewish ancient Babylonia, and he once saw a man and a woman, and he overheard the man say to the woman, Nakdim v'nizil be'urcha, let us take a walk together. And Abaye says to himself, Ezil v'afar shenhu me'isura. 
I will follow them to monitor them, to make sure they don't engage in a prohibited sexual act. Because that's clearly their intention. Why else would this man and this woman take a walk together? Azalbatrihu, Tlata Parse Agma. Abaye followed them for three parasangs of distance across the meadows. It's hard to know exactly how far this is, but one estimate is it's a little more than 10 miles. Perhaps longer than Abaye thought he'd have to follow them. But then the unexpected happens. Kihavu Parse Mehadade, Shmainhu, Deka Amre, Urchin Rechika, Mitzavtin Besima. Abaye sees them saying goodbye to each other, and they say to each other, the journey is long, but it's been such a pleasure to spend it with you. And they leave each other. And this is terribly surprising to Abaye. He had assumed that his following them would be necessary in order to prevent them from forbidden sexual contact. But as it happens, sexual contact was not in their plans. They just enjoyed walking together. This is a man and woman who apparently had a platonic friendship, and who knows if Abaye could have imagined that such a thing was possible. And this is also alarming to Abaye because he imagines what would have happened had he been the man in this situation. He says, if that man had been me, I would not have been able to withstand my sexual urges. Abaye then leans up against a doorpost in deep anguish. He had learned something uncomfortable about himself, that his own sexual urges were stronger than he thought and stronger than that of some other people. Perhaps he had even realized that his motivation to follow this couple and to save them from sin may really have been motivated by his own Yetzer Hara. Abaye may have been an early example of a tendency that we see in world literature and often that we see so often in the news, that those who choose to be self-appointed monitors of other people's sexuality often lack a self-awareness about their own sexuality and project their own sexual urges onto others. Well, the story concludes with Abaye encountering an old man who consoles him, saying, Kol gadol In effect, the greater the man, the greater his yetzer. Or, it should not be surprising to Abaye that an outstanding Torah scholar like Abaye would also have a yetzer, an inclination towards inappropriate behavior that is similarly outstanding. Now, this appears also to be a teaching with contemporary resonance. As our newspapers are full of examples of great and talented people, well, actually, mostly men, who undermine their great and noble achievements and sometimes bring themselves and their families to the brink of disaster because they're unable to control their sexual urges. It's not surprising that one of the most famous aphorisms from Pirkei Avot, The Ethics of the Fathers, is Ezehu Gibor Hakovesh et Yitzro. Who is truly heroic, the one who can master the Yetzer. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.